Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. When you hear this, hear, hear it with the voice of the Spirit of God. Hear, hear it that way. Hear it with the voice of the Spirit of God. Uh, don't, don't just let it fall empty on, on, on you. Um, remember one time Brother Hagin said, uh, I, sometimes I lay, I lay um, uh, my hands on empty heads, uh, because, you know, uh, because they, they're not listening to the voice of God and they just want, they come in line every year, every year. And, and so it's like laying, laying full hands on empty hands, heads. And, and so uh, when we hear the word of God, how you hear it is so vitally important. I remember Brother Hagin talking about a woman who, who, a whole section of people in a wheelchair, wheelchair section. And he, it, they told him, get up and, and, and walk. And the whole section got up at one. One person. And, uh, and so Brother Hagin said, get up. She goes, I can't. And she got ele- elevated out of her chair and moved away from her chair. And she looked down. And she could see the she wasn't high, just above the chair. And, and Brother Hagin said, "Put your feet down and walk." She goes, "I can't." He goes, "You can't. You can't uh, uh, float in the air either. And you're doing it. Just put your feet down." She goes, "I can't." And she went back and, and sat down in her chair. Brother Hagin said, "You'll live there the rest of your life in that chair uh, because you say you can't." She wasn't willing to change. She could see everybody else get out, and walk. Uh, you can see a bunch of uh, manifestations, but but the manifestations don't mean nothing till you uh, you motivate yourself. And say if that could happen for them, it could happen for me. Uh, First Chronicles. Uh, I want you to hear this because it's so important. Because change will not happen with you consulting with mere flesh. And, and, and you got to see this. First Chronicles 13, 1-3 makes this statement. So David conferred with the captains of the thousands and, and the hundreds and, uh, and, and uh, with every leader. Why did he confer with them? Well, the Ark of the Covenant had been taken. So he knew the Ark had to be returned. And uh, so since the Ark had to be returned, here's what he decided to do. The Ark has got to come back. So I think I'll ask people what they think. Should we go get it? Interesting. Now the Ark of the Covenant is equivalent to you and I today as the Word. That'd be like somebody asking uh, today, uh, should I I read my Bible? Should I pray? Should I love God? Should I seek first the kingdom of God? If somebody asked you that, and they're a believer, what would be your response? How would you look? Uh, The shock on your face. What do you mean? You're a Christian. Sure you're supposed to read. Sure you're supposed to pray. But uh, you get, some people confer with flesh. And, and they confer with flesh about what they know they're supposed to do. And so David did it here. And the Bible said, Then he said to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you and to the Lord. Now notice, it seems good to you and to the Lord. That's interesting. Not the Lord first. Seems good to you. Then we'll check with God. See what he has to say about it. And... And then he said, uh, and, uh, and let us send word to the rest of the brothers throughout the land of Israel with the priests and the Levites of the city that we might, he might join us. Then 
let us bring the ark of the Lord, uh, our God, back to us, uh, for we did not seek him during the days of Saul. They're still not seeking him. They don't catch it. They're still not seeking him. You've you got to learn how to seek first the kingdom of God, and is right according to Matthew. You've got to learn how to seek first the kingdom of God. They didn't know. They did not seek God during Saul's day. The ark was taken. They didn't seek God then. They didn't seek God to love it, to protect it, to watch over it. And, and then it was taken from them. And so here he's asking everybody else before they ask God, should we go get it? There's got to be some change. And ladies and gentlemen, the, the body of Christ is, is asking flesh uh, what they think about God. They're, they're asking flesh what, what they should do. And, and the body of Christ should be doing that. The body of Christ uh, should be seeking first the kingdom of God. They should be seeking first the glory of God, the righteousness of God, the nature of God. And, and it won't make sense to the world. It, it will not make sense to the world. It, it won't do it at all. And so, uh, and uh, here's what it says in the New Living Translation. I just want to read this and we'll get on. David consulted with all the officials, including the generals, the captains of his army. Then he addressed the entire assembly of Israel as follows. This is the way, the order. Uh, if you approve... And if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send message. If it's the will of God. Of course it was. Of course it was. They said, but if it's the will of God. This is interesting. He said this. Let us send message to all the Israelites throughout the land, including the priests. They didn't even involve the priests in this. They, they went to the, 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 all, of the, all of the people first. Uh, millions of people got them together. What do you guys think? Do you, do you think we need the, the ark or not? Do you think we should go get it or not? Do you think we, it's something we need? Or should we go without it? Should we let them keep it? Or, or should, do you think we need it? That, that's a, a ridiculous statement. And, and so, but if, if, and then it said this, and including the priests, Levites, in their towns and, and, and pasture lands. And then, I like this statement. It, it's, it's so ridiculous. Then let us invite them to come and join us. And uh, for if it's time, if it's time to bring back the Ark of the Covenant, for we neglected to, to do it during the reign of Saul. So it's been gone for a while. Should we go get it? Uh, let's ask them, see what they think. Do you want to join us? And then we'll all go together and go get it. Now, if you remember this, I don't have time to go through the story. Uh, they carried the Ark. They got the Ark of the Covenant back. And the Ark, while they had it, they put it in their temple with false gods. And there was one on one side, one on the other side. And, and, when, they, and when they did this, the Bible said they, they, they came in the temple the next day and their, temp, their, their, uh, their uh, false god's image was on the ground uh, destroyed. And so they, they picked it up, put it back. And so the next day, the thing was just shattered in so many pieces, they, they couldn't put it back together again. Yeah. It's like Humpty Dumpty. They, they couldn't put it back together again. And so, uh, uh, the children of Israel, God did that. God knocked it down. Don't put me next to that false thing. And, and so, they, they did that. And so, when they came to get it, the Bible makes reference to this, that they carried it back. How many remember? They, they put posts together, they carried it back, and it started to tip. The men couldn't carry it. It started to tip. And, and one man grabbed it to stop it from falling, and he died. Now, why, why, why did he die? So most people say because he touched it. 
No, because they didn't follow the protocol of how to handle the glory. See, it's it's the protocol. It's the principles. Uh, If you don't understand the principles and the protocol of how to handle the Scripture, I like how Dr. Barclay calls the pulpit the holy desk. That's a powerful terminology. Uh, uh, When... when, uh, uh, when I used to be, uh, uh, be at meetings with uh, uh, um, uh, Dr. Dufresne, we'd be in back rooms, people would be talking, and, and he'd tell them, uh, sh- shut up, we're going to go preach, and you guys are talking about football? i got time for that. Leave the room, because uh, this is holy. I'm about ready to walk out there and go preach to people, and we don't know what they have need of. He, he understood the protocol. And, and and most people don't understand the protocol. They just like to read scriptures and and go through things and and get things out of the Reader's Digest and and or hear or, or or find other preachers and their sermons and preach their sermons and use their illustrations. And it's not birthed out of them. It sounds good, looks good, and it's wonderful. People have never heard it before. Hey, that's wonderful. That's awesome. But it doesn't live in them. So, it's important that we do that. All of us either have experience to change or we're going to experience to change. Every one of us. And we're changing. So, uh, here's my statement to you. Listen close. I firmly believe that we're entering a time of great change and exchange. You hear me say that? You're going to hear me saying that. I'm telling you as your pastor, I'm telling you as a minister of the gospel, I'm telling you under, under that mantle that the Spirit of the Lord instructed me, there's change coming. And there's great. It's going to be great, and it's go, and and it's going to be a great exchange. Most aren't ready for it. Most won't be ready for it. Sad. Listen close to what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying that to put anybody down. I'm saying most aren't in the body of Christ. They're not ready for change. They're not ready for exchange. They're, they're not ready for it. Uh, so it's important to, in, in this time of great exchange. Listen close to what I'm about to say to you. In these in these few moments. Because it's crucial that you listen. Thank God you're all here. Thank God you're here. Uh, there's Because uh, I, I plan on imparting this to you. But, but I believe this. In this time of great change, uh, we must understand the importance of the value of the daily talk. Your daily talk. What you say daily. Not what you say when you come to church. Not, not, uh, uh, the reason that some get so excited in worship and the reason some don't care about worship is because of what they daily say. It's, it's what they daily do. It's why they, they daily converse and what they daily say. Um, let me give you a verse of scripture. Turn over there very quickly. First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter two, verses four through five. And it's, it's a powerful statement. I, I enjoy this statement. I, uh, many years ago, the Lord uh, showed me something about this, and I understand. Uh, we'll get the uh, uh, what I'm about to say is correct, but but the Lord uh, the, there's something else when you look at the Hebrew of it and you deal with all that. But listen close, First Corinthians two verses four through five. It says, "My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but listen close in the demonstration of the Spirit and power." Wow, that's powerful. Isn't that well? He said in there, it's a demonstration that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But in the power of God. 
Now, now notice he said, and my speech and my preaching. Now, the, one of the, the statements you'll read throughout, throughout it, most translations, most commentaries, use the word uh, message. Or uh, they use the word sermon. Uh, the Lord spoke to me. I was talking to Joanne the other day. And, and he said for me, I told her, I was telling her this, as the Lord spoke to me, he said, don't study the word change from Webster's definition. Get it out of the Spirit, because it, 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 he goes, I've given it to you in a, in a, in a revelation. Mm-hmm. And he said, so the only way you're going to really change is, and experience great change and exchange is by getting it by the Spirit of God. Yeah, yeah. you got to learn these words. Well, the same thing with the word speech. The word speech just doesn't mean his message. The reason the, that the message of Paul was so powerful is because of this. Here's what the Lord spoke to me about many years ago. He said how he talked on a regular basis when he got up and how he prayed over his meals, how he prayed over people, how he conversed regularly was not normal conversation. Uh, when, when, uh, when he was around individuals, he didn't waste words. He, he, was, he, was, he said he was a quiet man. Uh, but when it was time for him to say something, he shook the place. The, 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 uh, Dr. Summerall was that way. Uh, and, and he imparted that into Dr. Dufresne. Dr. Summerall used to shout, uh, with th- such authority, be blessed! And, and if you ever was around Dr. Dufresne, he used to say the same thing. He didn't say it because he was imitating or, or trying to duplicate uh, Dr. Summerall. There was an impartation in him. And he understood what he was saying. Be blessed! And, and so, when you go to, to pray, and when you seek the face of God in, in this, your speech is based on that. Your, your speech is there. I, I remember one, one Christmas when we lived in Marietta and, and Dr. Frank came over our house and uh, uh, was it Christmas or New Year's he came over our house? Probably both. And, and, he, and he came over, he sat there. Several people from our church were there and we sat next to each other and I started asking him questions. When I started asking questions, then he started preaching. He started preaching. He started prophesying. He started prophesying. He started ministering to people. And, and then he looked at me and he goes, I know what you did. And I said, well, of course, I, I know how to draw that anointing out of you. <laughs> I, I said, I haven't been around you to do nothing. I've been around you. And, and, and all of this, uh, I, I said, I, I, I just didn't want the prophet in my house. I wanted him to, to speak, but I had to talk right. And once I, the, I, I controlled the, the conversation, people gathered around, pulled chairs up, and then he started preaching a little bit, telling st- uh, accounts. Uh, uh, I, call, I don't call them stories. I call them his accounts of life. And then once he started doing that, then he started prophesying. And then from prophesying, get up. The Lord spoke to me. You get to stand over here. People fall out all over the, our house. And, and, uh, but but he, after a while, he looked at me and goes, you did this. You, 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 yeah, I, I, I do that. I know how to yank that out. I used to do Dr. Summerall. I, I, I would do it with Charles Capps. I, I, I do it with different, different individuals. When you know people, you know how to pull the anointing out of them. But here's what it takes. Daily talk. Daily talk. 
If you're not daily talking that way, you'll never yank it because there's no authority. And, he, and, and that anointing recognizes uh, uh, when it is uh, playing games. And, you, and you're just doing it for show. So, uh, my speech, it, it literally means your daily talk. How you talk daily. So, this, 2020 will be identical to 2019 if your talk is the same. So you better get ready for it. Here's what you ought to be saying. Father, thank you. There's going to be great change and great exchange coming my way. And then get excited and put a big smile on your face. God, you're so good. God, you're so wonderful. And with great change, that, that means that my health will change and it'll be better. Thank God my financial condition will be better. Thank God that the blessing of the Lord that's on me, that you said was on me, I'll experience it more than I've ever experienced it before. Every manifestation is going to increase on the inside. You see, that's great change. And then exchange. Exchange is coming. Great exchange is coming. There's going to be, there's going to be things that, will, that, that, that are going to be taking place that you're going to see. You're going to exchange where you're living to, to a higher place. You'll be exchanging uh, uh, jobs to other places. Uh, promotions are coming. I believe promotions are coming quicker in 2020. I, I believe that. I, I believe that what you could not live in in, in uh, 17, 18, and 19, you'll be able to move into in 20. I believe that. What you couldn't drive back then, you'll be able to drive. Amen. Uh, uh, praise God for it. And so we've got to be able to, to understand this. So my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Um, Ecclesiastes 5.7, if you will, makes, makes a powerful statement. Ecclesiastes 5.7 says, For in a multitude of dreams, this is the Amplified, it says, In a multitude of dreams, there's, there's uh, futility and worthlessness and ruin in the flood of words. Once you have a dream, here's, here's, this is close. If, if you're going to have great change and great exchange, be very cautious who you talk to about your dreams. Because not everybody will embrace your dream. Uh, and and uh, I've said this for years. Not everybody hears what you hear. Not everybody knows what you know. Not everybody's going where you're going. Not everybody wants what you want. Not everybody wants to increase like you want to increase. Not everybody loves God like you love God. And, and so this is vitally important for us. So there, there's, there's worthless words. Stop worthless. Stop it with worthless words. Stop it. Uh, uh, you, you, you've got to you've got to deal with that. And, and watch the next start. And, and ruin in, in the flood. How, where does the flood come from? Your own mouth. And, and so you got to watch what you say. Uh, it, it, talk less. Brother Hagin made a powerful statement. He said, "The more he, they asked him one time, why don't you? Why, why are you so quiet?" And he made the statement, uh, "Because the more I talk, the more I sin." And he goes, so I'd rather not, I'd rather, he goes, so I don't want to talk. And so he was quiet, he just sit there. It wasn't that he was shy, just that he just, he just recognized, I got nothing to say here. Because when I speak, somebody gets healed. When I speak, somebody gets delivered. When I speak, somebody gets blessed. When I speak, somebody, the dead are raised. When I speak, uh, bodies are, are restored. When I speak, people get saved. When I speak, faith comes. I'm not going to waste my words on stuff that's, uh, you know, uh, deal, dealing with all that. 
my, my father-in-law said, uh, he goes, they're, they're trying to impeach Trump. I said, they've been trying to do that since he got elected. And, and he told me today, he goes, he goes, do you want to watch the, 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 the thing? I said, no. I said, the scripture says when you hear a fool, run. I said, turn it off. I'm going to get out of here. But your fool's talking. They're, they're all bright. Look at them all dressed up nice. They look, they look sharp. And inside their sepulchers full of, full of death. That's what Jesus called the priest. I said, they're speaking death to our nation. I'm speaking life to our nation. And so our nation is blessed. But reverently fear God. How? With words. With words. And revere, worship Him, knowing that, knowing that He is. That He is what? Everything you need Him to be. So, so watch your words. Never say, I can't afford it. You, you can, you, if you dream it and you believe God, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing you, you can't, you, that you can't do. Uh, uh, you can accomplish it. may not happen tomorrow or the next week, but that, that doesn't mean a whole lot. You, you, can, you can do whatever God instructs you to do. Words are what make the difference. Uh, listen, I, if you got my phone call today, I, quote, I said this. This is where I, got, uh, I, I said this to you. Words are what make the difference between stagnation and breakthrough. If you're stagnant right now, it's your own fault. It's your words. I don't mind telling you. I don't mind telling you. If, 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 you, if you're moving towards breakthrough, it's your fault because your words are right. If you're, if you're spiritually unsatisfied and you're moving out of that dissatisfaction, it's your fault. Because you say, I'm tired of living this way. I'm moving that way. That's your fault. And you're saying it with your words. You're doing it. So say it with your words. You're blessed. Coming and blessed going. Uh, words are what make the difference between your increase and your decrease. Words. Not, not the government. Words. Words make the difference. And, and uh, between all that. Uh, 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 the gentleman who passed away. The first time he ever came to our church many, many, many years ago. Uh, um, matter of fact, that's why Ed Superez aren't here. It's, it was Ed's brother who passed. He's 80 years old. And uh, he, he passed. And uh, he told me today, he goes, Pastor Art, I want to tell you something. I don't know if I ever told you this. He goes, almost every year, once a year, he would tell the family. The first time I met Pastor Art, he looked at me, he goes, you need $500 to pay a bill. And he goes, and you, gave, he, and you gave him $500. All these years, he's never forgotten that. And you met him over 30 years ago. He goes, he's never forgotten. He goes, he said that you, you looked straight in his eyes. He goes, and my God will supply all your needs if you do what I tell you to do. He goes, and, I, and, and most of the time, I never did what God told me to do. Uh, sad. And I'm not putting him down. But, but, here, but here, he remembered... That, that that five hundred dollars I, I I made I was uh, and I and I said that he was telling me on the phone as Ed had little tears in his eyes he goes he never forgot you Pastor Art he goes never forgot you and, and I'm sure they're going to want you at the at the funeral or the memorial to do something or say something and he goes my whole family respects you they all know you and he uh, and uh, and I do I know his whole family I know the whole family. Uh, but the stagnation and breakthrough. Words make the difference. Words make difference. 
uh, and, and between increase and decrease. Put your right hand to heaven and say this. Father, in Jesus' name, uh, uh, you said in your word that I've been blessed before the foundation of this world. I'm increasing in wisdom, in stature, in knowledge, in favor with you, God, and with man. Increase is inevitable because I say so. I say what you told me to say. I can write my own ticket with you in Jesus' name. Yeah. You've you got to be able to say that every day of your life. Sounds arrogant. Sounds ridiculous. People you say, uh, you, you name, you, they don't say it that much anymore. They say, are you one of those name it, claim it people? Right. Uh, yeah, you spotted me. Yeah, I am. I'm one of those name it, claim it. And they got mad at me. I named it, claimed it. And I lived in places they wouldn't, couldn't. Uh, because and they, they would get it mad because I was. Uh, you know, I remember when we got that one building the, the, the forum. And uh, people said, you're crazy. You never get that building. And we got it. And, and we're going to get another one too. And, it's gonna, and, and, uh, and God's going to bless us with it. It's already in motion. I'm telling you. Uh, where is it, Pastor Art? Heaven knows. God knows exactly where it's at. And it's for us. And it's waiting for us. And, and that one was waiting. Joanne was one said, let's go to that, look at that building. We went, walked in. And they said, this building's for lease. For, and I said, well, I want to rent it for one night. They said, well, it's for lease. I said, then I want to lease it. They said, well, it's for lease with the option to buy it. I said, I want to lease it with the option to buy it. And they said, well, it's for sale. I said, then I want to buy it. No money was ever talked about. And so, and people told me that. You're crazy. Members, you're crazy. Where are the faith people? You're crazy. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. People that came to a church. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're never going to get it. We're not going to stay. And they would talk at different places. Do you hear what Pastor said? We're going to get that place. He's crazy. He's not, he's not living in a real world. And then when we got it, they couldn't come back because their words prevented them. And I remember one woman walked in and, and uh, she came in. And I said, you want to you see the, the building? She goes, no. I said, we ought to see it. Beautiful, and and she came in and and two thousand seats, a little over two thousand seats, and, and she said it's too purple. Well, that's because all the chairs are purple. We got two thousand seats that are purple. She, she had to say something negative, you know, had to do something uh, a negative about it. It's too purple. It's too purple. Uh, uh, but she couldn't impeach my building. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> words make the increase. Words make the increase. I'm increasing. I'm increasing. Whether, whether people like it or not, I'm increasing. You're, you're increasing. You think, you, you think, you think that uh, I get nervous or get bothered by, by who comes or who doesn't come? No, I'm increasing. I'm increasing. Now, next statement. Great change requires words which make the difference between prosperity and poverty. Health and sickness. Life and death. If you're going to change, you better start saying it now. 
You better start saying it now. Don't, don't depend on Social Security. Depend on the, uh, uh, the security of heaven. My God supplies all my need according to the riches. You better start calling it now. Especially if you're young. Start declaring it now. Because who knows what, what will happen years down the road. You've got to start calling your body healthy and strong. You want to know how healthy you are? It's how healthy your organs are. Not, a, not, not your age. Your age has nothing to do with your health. It's what's inside. It's your organs, your heart, your lung, your kidneys. How, how young are they? How young are, are, are those organs? When I go to the doctor, they, they'll, they'll t- they tell me, you get the heart of a 40-year-old. And they say, it's like the heart of a 40-year-old. Well, thank God for it. I'm, I'm, I'm 66, and I, I've got a heart 26 younger than what my age is. That's awesome. It's a wonderful thing. Praise God. All my, all my organs are younger than my age. Praise God for it. So that means that I should live long. Great change requires words. And so people have a hard time with that. Pastor Art, uh, you know, all you do is talk about words. Uh, well, words have three significant uses. Uh, number one, uh, words uh, are used uh, for creating. Words are used for creating. And you got and so you got to understand that words are used for creating. Uh, and secondarily, uh, let me give you this: words, and I'm not going to go through this one or the next two. Words are used for naming. Whatever you name, it becomes. And number three, uh, and last, and I'm instructed to give this one to you. Uh, uh, the last one is to inform us that words are used for communication. A communication words are used that way, uh, and uh, this and and uh, I, I'm not trying to harp on on the, the technology today, but people don't use words to communicate. They use letters. They spell words, but they don't say words. You got to speak words. You got you you got to speak words. Uh, uh, in order for you to do that. And, and so, uh, uh, nine times the Word tells us in Genesis how things were created. Nine times. And uh, words changed everything. And if words changed everything then and we were given the ability to be speaking spirits, then God gave us words to change everything. Uh, 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 this is why, because words have a creative force behind them. They create. Uh, Genesis, let's look at Genesis, uh, and uh, uh, you, uh, I'll put these up here. Uh, Genesis 1-3. Uh, you know, I just want to read these little parts in here. Genesis 1-3, God said. That's number one. Number two, uh, in Genesis 1-5, and God called. Now, I want you to catch that. God said something. And in and, and, and Genesis chapter 3, but then God called something. You see the word name. And, and, and everything I'm reading to you is communicated. Here's what God didn't do. God didn't think light be. God said light be. He communicated when nobody was listening. Now, now let me say something to you. Um, creating all the planets, creating Earth, creating the universe, uh, uh, didn't take much effort. 
Oh yeah, it, it didn't take much effort. Get, get that straight. Get, understand that. That wasn't a great power. It was, but, but, but it wasn't as great as you think it was. And here's why. Nobody resisted him. There's nobody to resist him. The, the resurrection from the dead and getting you to believe the Bible is the challenge. Because this is where, where, where we're being contested. Always you're being contested. Genesis 1, 6, and God said. For Genesis 1, 3, God, God said. Genesis 1, 5, God called. Genesis 1, 6, God said. Genesis 1, 8, God called. Genesis 1, 9, God said. Genesis 1, 10, God called. Notice the difference. All of it speaking. And then he says, Genesis 11, God said. Genesis 14, God said. Genesis 1, 20, God said. God said, God said, God said. But God called. God said, 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 God said, God said. And every one of those created change. Every one of them created a, a dramatic change. You're living in that change today. The whole earth. Listen close. I know, uh, uh, um, they found. A, uh, uh, I was watching this. Uh, they they dug down deeper than they've ever dug before, um, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, found because it was a, a dramatic earthquake that took place, and it opened up uh, the ground. And, and when they did this, they they began to dig deeper underneath. And they found diamonds bigger than they've ever found before. And, the, and, and because of the pressure down there. Do you, do you realize the core of the earth is the hottest place on earth? Not, not, not the equator. The core. The core of any church is the hottest there is. And the pressure of that creates the highest value of diamonds. So the, the deeper somebody reaches into the glory of God, the more precious and valuable they become to any ministry. And they create a value that creates change. All you need is one, one of those diamonds to change your world and make you more than a billionaire. Yeah. That's all you need is just one. And God created them and they're in the earth. Do you realize the earth, the earth has everything you need? The earth has everything you need. And earth and the world system has to give up and, and, and yield to you. Stucco is part of the earth. So therefore, why can't you live where you want to live? Every car is made out of a substance on earth. So why can't you drive what you want to drive? People say, I can't afford gas. God created it, and it's in the earth. And if it's in the earth, and God created it, and it's designed for you, then why can't you afford it? Bread's made from substance. So why can't you have bread? Why can't you have furniture that you want? Everything's created. The clothes you're wearing, God made it. It came from the earth. It came from substance. But we don't look at it that way. We, we, we look at it, uh, uh, somebody made it in China, sold it, sold it to somebody else, and ended up in Macy, and I have to buy it. <laughs> got to go to Northside, i got to buy it. i, I got go to go to, to this place and buy it. 
No, call it in. Call stuff in. Amen. Just just call stuff in. It works that way. And 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 when you see that 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 manifestation, that demonstration, it'll work. God God will bless you. But you got to use words right. Try and I one time we were at, at Bellagio Hotel. Now we don't go gambling, and uh, first time we ever stayed there. The only time we ever, I think we maybe a few times. But the first time we stayed there, we were in a non-smoking room, and uh, and we went there, and uh, it was just Joanne and I, and we st- were in line, and there was a man cussing at the lady, young girl, cussing at this young girl. And he, he was just yelling at her. He goes, I ordered a non-smoking uh, room. And you say you don't have one. I ordered it months back. And I deserved it. He was going on and on and on. Well, I looked at Joanne. And I said, if he doesn't have a non-smoking room, neither do we. Because they don't have them. And uh, so, I, uh, once he got through, I got my luggage and walked up. And I said, uh, uh, hi, my name is Art Aragon. I've got a room reserved. And I heard you tell the other gentleman there's no... Uh, uh, non-smoking rooms. We'll take whatever room. And may I say something to you? You handled yourself so wonderfully. I'm proud of you. For that man yelling the way you did, you were highly professional. What a sweet young lady you are. And I just want to let you know that. You did your job well. Just give my wife and I whatever room you have. And she had tears in her eyes. She looked at me, she goes, thank you so much. And she said, I'll, I'll be right back. I said, okay. She went back into the back room, came back out. She goes, I was, my manager heard me yelling. He wanted, just heard that guy yelling. He wanted to talk to me, see if I was okay. And I told him what you said to me. So they gave us an upgraded room that was non-smoking. And, and I said, oh, you did have non-smoking. Well, he could have got one if he'd acted different. We could have upgraded him too and bumped him up. But the price he was paying, we didn't have anymore. But he didn't give me time to explain. He just went off. He goes, so we, we'll put you in a higher room and we'll put you in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a nice suite. I said, well, that'd be sweet to give me a suite. That'd be nice. So we, so we got a suite. Why? Well, one man, his words decreased him. And my words increased me. I didn't ask for a special room. I didn't ask for a discount. All I was was polite and kind. And it increased me. Most people miss acts of kindness because they're unkind. Somebody can favor you, but you don't realize somebody's watching you. And, and how you act on a regular, how you, you, you do things, they're watching you. And so, when you're at work, when you're in the job, and you go through stores, they're watching you. Everybody sees how you treat others, other people. If you're kind, you know, I, I understand everybody's got a bad day. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, you know, there's a situations that happen, and you go, ah, you, you want to get upset a little bit. You want to, you want to get mad. But, but, you, but you, we can't do it. You, you can't do it. Uh, last verse, Titus two eight. I'll give you this. You, you can write it down. Sound speech, which is beyond reproach, is what we should have. So that, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. How does the opponent, Satan, have something bad to say about us? Because of our words. And so in, in, in that verse, 2 Titus 2.8, sound speech. What is sound speech? 
correct speech, correct words. Yeah. How, uh, the words that you say correctly. And, and you got to have sound speech. Uh, stuff that will, that's steadily, that, that, that's done. And so, uh, because of that, the Spirit of God will use you and, and, uh, and you'll be able to, to do what you need to do. Uh, uh, I, I, I recall the time that uh, I was at a meeting and I sat there and uh, uh, I was in Sacramento and Dr. Philip Godot and I've spoken there several times and uh, but I was there and uh, he crossed the room and I'm sitting there and there was an empty chair next to me and he sat next to me and uh, he said to me he goes uh, 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 are you in, uh, are, uh, would you be prepared to preach for me I said well sure I'm always ready he goes, you are? He goes, yeah. He goes, how soon can you be ready? I said, well, I could be ready. When, when do you want me to preach? He goes, you're next. <laughs> oh. I said, I thought Jerry Savelle was next. He's on the agenda. He said, Jerry is snowed in and can't fly out. And, and uh, Brother Savelle wanted to be here and called me. I just got the message that he hasn't left. He's stuck in Chicago and couldn't get out. And uh, so he said, so you're going to fill this place. I go, well, everybody's waiting for Jerry Savelle to come up. What are they going to do when they see me? There's no way I look like Jerry Savelle. <laughs> and he says, I just want to know, can you preach? I go, yeah, I can, I can preach. I'll do it. I'll handle it. So I got up and, and I said, all your preachers are here. These are all the men and women ordained by you. Why, why are you asking me? And he says, uh, because you're reliable. And he says, and I listen to you speak in the hallways. I listen to you. And you were, you were repeating other things and quoting things and scriptures. So I want a man who knows scripture. And so I want you up. So I got up and I preached. And I've been preaching for him ever since. I got preaching for him ever since. And, and, that, and then he sent the message to Brother Jerry. He says, this is who took your place. I knew Jerry was going to get that. And so uh, about three weeks later, I got a message. And Jerry said, hey, you did a really good job preaching. And I, uh, I just want to tell you, thank you for taking my spot. He goes, I, and I want to let you know I took some of your the, the notes and making some of the statements that you made. I said, oh, well, great. Praise God. Uh, thank, thank you for it. You know, thank God for it. But, but see, how did I get that? Sound speech. Sound speech. Yeah, and so when you have sound speech... Sound speech will promote you, and and it'll it'll take you to favor and increase. Amen. Praise God for it. Did you get something out of this time? Uh, this, this is this is important that we get this. It's important that we understand this. I'm telling you, listen to your listen to your pastor. Great change coming whether you like it or not. Might as well just go with the flow. Great exchange is happening. Better get ready for it, and and, and be prepared for it. And it's not always easy. And not everybody accepts it. I told Joanne, the Lord showed me a door and, 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 uh, and he talked to me about great exchange and change. And, and we walked to a door and then we entered into this door, came into this, and he goes, this is the next room of change. And, and I looked back and he goes, and, and I said, what about those people? He goes, they don't want to make the change. So they'll stay on that side of the door. And he said, and don't be shocked 
because some won't walk through that door with you. But waiting in that room are people who are waiting for the change. And some haven't, haven't arrived yet. I said, all right, well, praise God. I was telling Joanne this. I said, well, you and I got to get ready for the change. We, we had a conversation about this the other night. We're just sitting there just having a conversation. We, we, we talk often like this. And so change is coming. I want you to walk through the door with me. Let's enter the room together. And, and when we do, whatever on the other room, embrace it. If it's people, embrace them. If, if it's, if it's uh, getting rid of one thing to do another, embrace it. Whatever we have to do, embrace it. Change, change. The reason it's called change is because things change. And it has some resemblance of what was, but it's not the same. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.